Welcome to the special segment of the 859 Insider Podcast. Adam and I are joined by uh, Jags Hoops Report, Nico Heister, a senior at Cooper who has done just a phenomenal job covering, uh, obviously, Cooper Jaguars uh, basketball. He's on here to talk about the Jags, talk a little bit about the upcoming ninth region tournament uh, for the guy side, at least, because the girls uh, started today as we're recording on Sunday. Uh, Nico, just first off, how you doing, man? Yeah, absolutely. I'm doing great, man. I appreciate you guys having me on. You, you know, I'm stoked to talk hoops this time of year. Of course, of course. You know, it's it's. I guess it's too early to say March Madness, but uh, we definitely had some <laughs> madness already. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about the girls uh, just in a little bit. We're just going to preview the guys first. Um, but, you know, again, just it, it, obviously we talked a little bit before this, um, before, yeah. the, before recording, but uh, Cooper, their opening draw, obviously, uh, against Covington Catholic, who I, I think Adam and I talk about this. I think a lot of people kind of uh, uh, seek Covcath as a wide favorite. But with the, with Notre Dame losing today, who knows what's going to happen in regionals? Anything can happen at BB&T Arena. But um, just first and foremost, what does this matchup look like from Cooper's perspective uh, against Covcath? You know, what are some things that you think Cooper is going to be able to do well? And what are some things that you think... Uh, they maybe need to really, really focus in on this uh, week-long, uh, or I guess this week-long practice. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think when you first look at the game and, and look at the region with, with Cooper's defense and what Coach Sullivan has installed there uh, for their defensive system for the past decade, being one of the defensive best defensive teams in the state, I think they got one of the best shots out of any team in the region to knock off Covcath. I think that puts them there. You know, it was really unfortunate uh, last week. One of our uh, junior forwards, Trevor Allier, uh, went down for an injury, and he's going to be out for the rest of the year. So that that takes away some size for us. I think that's a big thing in this matchup. You know, we're, we're not as physical of the team as we had hoped to be, especially down the stretch here. Um, and Cuffcath obviously brings that to the table. They're going to out-rebound us. You know, th- there's a lot of things that, that they do better at a higher level, and I think Cooper, the biggest thing is physicality, man. I mean, they, they got size. Gavin Lutz, you know, 6'3". They got Caleb Brooks, obviously, 6'9". Uh, Montana Phillips is over six foot. We have the size to compete with them, but they really got to play tough and, and box out and play physical against them. Right. And uh, if I, I, I believe you guys didn't play in the regular season and last year, yeah. Um, it was, I think last year or no. Yeah. Last year it's Covcath <clears throat> won uh 69 Um, last time Cooper beat Covcath was in 2017. Um, Adam, no, we were not there. We were there the one before that, which was 2017, but it was the regional tournament, uh, when yeah. I think that was Conkle McNeil and, um, That's again, right. just, a, just an overall classic game, but, um, you know, Obviously, Evan Ipsaro, Mitchell Riley are just the two-headed monster for Covcath. But they have people like Chandler Starks, um, just so many, so many people on that team that are just, just can be weapons at any moment. Um, just uh, how does how does Cooper? How, I guess if you're Tim's coach, Tim Sullivan, how do you combat just the depth that Covcath has? Because it seems like you know some teams maybe in the late second quarter when you start to rest your players as they go into halftime or rest their starters. And Cuffcat just seems to be able to have five high-quality players. And obviously, Cooper has a, a lot of talent as well. So how does Coach Sullivan kind of handle that sort of um, just the amount of depth that Cuffcat has? Yeah, you know, I, I think the biggest thing is throwing different looks at him. You know, C- Caleb's 6'9", but 
I think Mitchell's a lot heavier than him, and he's going to bully him one-on-one consistently. Um, I, I, I think the biggest thing is throwing different guys. You know, half Caleb down there in the post. Caleb's got great length. He can block shots, throw Gavin down there, switch up the 2-3. I think you got to change things up. you got to throw pressure at different times. Letting Cuffcat dictate the pace of this game and playing exactly how they want to is exactly what Cooper's got to stay away from. Mm-hmm. And you've mentioned some players, obviously, that Cooper has that are definitely uh, yeah. just kind of the the highlight players of Cooper. But who who is somebody that maybe you could see having kind of a, a big game? Uh, you know, whether or not it's a I don't I don't want to call it a breakout game, um, but someone that maybe is going to have just be able to contribute um, at a high level. Right. Right. Let me give you two. First off is our, uh, is our freshman, your mill Rondone, uh, class of 2025. He uh, reclassified before the start of this year and he's really come on for us and played great minutes. Uh, Blake, our starting point guard, a senior, he was hurt for a stretch and your mill came up, had a great game against Connor He's had multiple double-digit games. He's playing incredible. And then the other one is Blake, you know, the senior point guard. He's back now. And what he brings to the table is defense, especially. And I think that the matchup of him and Evan, he's going to get matched up with Evan. There's no sugarcoating that. And I can tell you he is stoked for it. Um, not, not only, and he knows what he has to do. And I, I think the biggest thing that Blake can do and why he will break out is he's going to keep, he's going to keep Evan off scoring and, and, and shut him down offensively. But you'll see in this game, I truly believe it. Evan will, will not be able to facilitate like he has in previous games to Mitchell and the bigs, uh, Blake Baring and Mill Rondone. Those are two guys that could break out. Mm-hmm. And it definitely Cooper's Cooper's and Coach Sullivan are known for just having this sort of defense. I, I always call Coach Sullivan the uh, Tony Bennett of Ninth Region basketball. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, so I think, I think just a, a good comparison there. So um, just to kind of wrap up the preview of this game, what what does Cooper have to like? What are two or three things that Cooper has to do in order to pull off the upset? Yeah. Right. I mean, number one, I think is. Uh, uh, to contain the pick and roll. Um, first off, I think Evan and Mitchell, that's the combination they got to stay away from. You know, you, you can have one guy have a good game or, you know, you look at it and you say you want to let everybody else beat you, but you got to defend that pick and roll. It's one of the best in the region. It's one of the best pick and rolls in the state. So that's number one. Um, number two is they got to get a second primary score. Caleb Brooks has been great all year long. Um, and in different games, we've had different different primary scores second, you know, step up. Gavin Lutz has had 27 for us against Walton. Blake's had a couple 20-point games. Montana uh, won an MVP of a tournament, a holiday tournament. He had 18 in a game. I mean, we've had a lot of guys that can step up. But, I mean, this is the game where really Caleb can't be the only one scoring for us. We need one guy to get up there and, and really step up for us. Mm-hmm. That Cooper Cuffcath game at BB&T Arena will tip off at 2.30 p.m. next Saturday at March 5th. Uh, definitely going to be an, an intriguing matchup, but uh, just to kind of just branch off for, or I guess talk about some other games. Um, again, we talked about a little bit before the pod uh, or before we recorded. Highlands and Lloyd, Dixie Newport, Connor Holy Cross are the other matchups in the region. Uh, Nico, what are, what are some games that you're really looking forward to, um, you know, I guess, when Saturday comes around. Right. Absolutely. You know, I think Connor and Holy Cross jumps out at you the late game right away. 
Um, you know, Connor really has, has stepped up coming down the stretch here, obviously knocked off, knock, knocked off Cooper in the title game. And you look at Lauren Hamilton and, and those kids aren't missing right now. Those two guards and what Castrucci has brought to them late in the season, going to be able to see them go, go against Jacob and Holy Cross. That's going to be a fun one. Definitely really, really exciting uh, or really looking forward to that Connor Holy Cross game because um, I, and I was I was texting Adam. I said, you know, naturally I would say Connor, but I just feel like Jacob Meyer and Javier Ward are just so it, like it, those two players can score in bunches. So it'll be You'll interesting never to count see how Connor. Exactly. Exactly. You, 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 when you have scores like that, you, you can beat pretty much uh, anyone. Um, yeah. But switch, switching over to the girls side, uh, it started today. Uh, first off, we had a huge upset this morning, uh, a, a, a team that Cooper just beat in the district championship by 11 points, knocked off a, a top five. I, I don't know what their exact state ranking was, but they knocked off Notre Dame 53 to 51, uh, this afternoon. And, uh, also at Newport central Catholic, uh, was able to pull away from Ludlow, a uh, great season for the lady Panthers. Um, obviously I know a lot of people on our Instagram will be, uh, happy to hear the shout out for that. But, um, so just kind of for on the girl side, Cooper has a game against Holy cross who, uh, is always a, a traditional team in the ninth region. They, they're just always kind of have that talent, um, on the girl side for Cooper. What, what does that matchup look like? Yeah, you know, I think Cooper really has come on strong down the stretch here, obviously. And the biggest reason is uh, Kay Freihofer. You know, she's been back for us. Uh, she was hurt early in the season with a wrist injury. She was battling that. And now that she's finally back, you know, she's been uh, honored for uh, uh, Player of the Week, honors twice nominated already since she's been back. Uh, Whitney is obviously um, the star for us. Uh, Six four, six five, real tall. She's got two Division One offers already. I, I think Cooper's a team that that pe- people slept on early, and now are really starting to pick up on them. They could win the entire thing. I tell you, I, I definitely agree. I think that the game against Connor, where they just demolished them, um, and yeah, because I, I came in thinking Connor was possibly going to win, but fifty one eighteen, not not even close, and then. Uh, following that up with a district championship win over Ryle, 60 to 49. Cooper and Holy Cross played this year. Cooper won 52 47. That was at Holy Cross uh, a little over a month ago. So lots changed, but it should be a really close game. Um, again, I'll, I'll ask the same question uh, that I asked about the guys. Just what's the key, the vi- uh, keys to victory for Cooper against Holy Cross? Yeah, you know, I think I think number one, you gotta you gotta stop number two, um, Julia Hunt. She's been incredible all year long for them. I went to uh, a game about a month and a half ago, and she had about twenty four, twenty five in that one. Um, I, I assume Kay will get tasked with her. I can't, I don't know that for sure, or or Whitney, but um, she's gonna be the key to stop. And then on Cooper, really, it's getting the depth involved. They don't have two or three players that make them special. It's the fact that they can bring these younger girls and a, a spew of depth and experience off the bench. I mean, we have one senior and um, everybody else, we go eight, nine deep some games and all, all these girls contribute. And that's the biggest thing to get everybody involved for Cooper because that's when we're at our best. And, you know, the, Cooper, I think I agree with you is, um, one of the region favorites again, especially especially now that Notre Dame is out. It, it, that's such a, mm-hmm. a a critical. I mean, again, um, it, it, Park Hill. It seemed like the ninth region was going to run through Park Hills, and right away it's uh, already upset City. So, 
Um, just kind of not, not to look ahead and assume, obviously assume Cooper's going to win, but just looking at the matchup of Dixie versus Highlands, I think Dixie is probably going to, or I guess they're expected to beat Highlands. Highlands kind of been mm-hmm. up and down this year. Um, but, you know, what, talk about that matchup against Dixie. I know they, um, I believe Cooper and Dixie played each other earlier this year. Uh, I guess just talk about what that matchup could look like um, and what would be, again, I guess what, what are, what's going to be important for the Cooper Lady Jags to continue and get through the ninth region tournament. Yeah. You know, that first game we played Dixie, um, it was the first game of the season, but all the way back in November. So you can't take much from that one. You know, we we're obviously a lot different team as they are. Um, we beat them by 10, um, at Dixie and that, that was a really good game for us, but you know, I, I don't think you can think too much about it. I would throw away the film from that one. Um, I think Cooper's got a great shot to beat Dixie. I really do. Um, I, I do. I do agree with you. I think Dixie will beat Highlands. Um, coming off, they've won two straight games against Lloyd and Ludlow. Obviously, they beat in that championship. Um, I tell you, I, I haven't seen too much of Dixie this year, but I was at that first game. Cooper played great, and and I, I really do think they can knock off Dixie as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, even even looking further ahead. Uh... You know, Ryle and NCC sit on the yeah, <laughs> Ryle and NCC sitting on the other side of that bracket. Uh, NCC led by Riley Turner, who just is one of the right. best, if not the best scorer in the ninth region. Um, I think NCC again tw- is sitting at twenty-one and ten, or I believe twenty-two and ten now with a uh, win over Ludlow. Um, Cooper again beat Ryle in the re- um, in the district championship. However, lost to them twice in the regular season. Just talk about what does that show from the lady Jags and how they were able to overcome the fact it's it's or overcome the fact they lost twice. Cause I know it's hard to beat the same team three times in a year, but it, to, to respond in the way that Cooper did in the game that they had in the 33rd district championship and win by 11 to a team that again, they lost to twice. What does that say about the team and kind of where their where the mindset is and where the momentum is heading into the regional tournament? Yeah, it says a lot about their focus, first off. I mean, it, it starts with head coach, uh, Coach Holdhouse, and, you know, him getting the girls to believe in their system and what he's doing. And and all year long, I mean, they've been playing the same system. It was just about them buying in and it getting right. And they finally bought in. They all believe in themselves. And like I said, I think this team learned a lot, you know, without Kay. And then when, when they had her back into the lineup, it kind of just all fit, man. And and they really come down the stretch here. I think they've won seven or eight straight now. They, they look great. You know, if we go ahead and play Ryle again, obviously that's a favorable matchup for us. You know, we had just knocked them off a week ago. I would love to see us get a chance to play them again. Um, and then NCC, I mean, um, you, you hit it on the spot, man. Riley is the best turn uh, is the best scorer in the region. I mean, she's one of the best scorers in the state without a doubt. And, and I, I, I think I think I'm pulling for Rylan that one. I know I I, I want Ry, I want to stay away from uh, Riley, and I want I want us to get another crack at Ryle because I love being the Raiders. So. I was gonna say I'm sure that would uh, be good to win the Battle of Union, but um, oh yeah, we'll uh, we'll go back to the guys in a second to get predictions. But um, for the girls, what what is your prediction? for the regional tournament, do you, do you, do you see that Ryle Cooper matchup happening or does your gut say that you think it's going to be NCC or do you think maybe Cooper potentially falls to Holy Cross or Dixie? 
You know, I and, and this is all bias aside, I, I will stick with the Battle Union. And I think that's because Riles coming off such a huge win over Notre Dame. We can't stress that enough how how Notre Dame was, you know, a state favorite to win it all and and for Ryle to come in and beat them. I think we're gonna see see Ryle advance there. I'm sure Riley will will have Newport right in that game and it'll be a good one. But and then on the other side, I, I think Cooper does beat Holy Cross. You know, I, I think I, I've seen Holy Cross and they've played well this year and they will definitely give us a fight. But I think, like I said, the way we're playing with all this depth and being able to run eight or nine girls, have everybody fresh and everybody fired up, I think that makes us the toughest team to beat in the region. So I'm going to take Ryle and Cooper and the Jags winning it all. All right. So you heard it here. Uh, Jags hoops report. Cooper Jags, Lady Jags, winning the ninth region this year. We're going to hold you to it, and if it doesn't happen, we're going to just clip the audio and post it and <laughs> point everyone to your page. It's um, happening. Yeah, <laughs> so, you know what? It's it's a rite of passage almost for a, a media outlet to have the you know the old takes exposed. But nah, it just all, all jokes. It's it's a ninth region, man. At some point, it's just you you can pick out of a hat and make a case for any of the teams. Really, it, it's mm-hmm. at the start of the tournament as well. I mean. It just a lot, a lot of really good teams. Um, but flipping back to the guys, we talked about Cooper. We talked about the Cuffcath matchup. We talked about a couple of other things. Um, do you see Cooper coming out on top? I know it's going to be a tough task, but do you see them winning, or do you think the Colonels are going to take care of business? Right, as a betting man, I, I would go with uh, Cuffcath in this one. I, I, I think just their their size and their depth, like you said, it's not just Absaro and Mitchell Riley. Um, they got they got a spew of guys every single year who contribute. So, I, I will go ahead and take Cuffcath over that one. But I, I think Cooper will really slow them down and frustrate them, and it will not be as uh, widespread a game as people think. Mm-hmm. And they play the winner or the winner of that game plays the winner of whole or Highlands and Lloyd Memorial. Um, Lloyd beat Highlands 91 to 78 a few weeks ago, but obviously Highlands is playing really well. Lloyd just fell in the district title game. Uh, what do you see from that game? Because obviously Lloyd has players like EJ Walker, Jeremiah yeah. Israel, and uh, just uh, obviously Highlands just has one of the best offenses in the region and uh, it, it, it Side note, I, I think if there's a team that could beat Cuffcath, it's just going to be Highlands and they're just going to have to shoot. They're going to be shooting lights out. But um, what do you see from that game, uh, at Highlands and Lloyd? And obviously, again, they're going to take on the winner of Cuffcath and Cooper. Yeah, absolutely. First off, I mean, uh, I'm going to say what a tough draw for the Jags. You know, we thought whoever Cuffcath would play first round, it would be rough for them. But then having to play the winner of, of Lloyd and Highlands after that, that's brutal. So. Um, other than that, you know, Highlands, you're right, man. It, it feels like every other game they score 80, 85, 90 points. I mean, they're definitely one of the top scoring teams in the state, led by Zach Barth, who is playing incredible here down the stretch, had about 27, 7, and 8 in their final game uh, in that championship game against Newport. I'm going to roll with Highlands here. I, I was at that Lloyd game, uh, and they played very phenomenal in that. Jeremiah Israel and EJ Walker, they're a very physical team. They get under your skin, and they'll score a lot of buckets. But I think Highlands, like you said, man, they shoot it out the gym. I, I think they take this one. Now, on the other side of the bracket, the bottom half, there's Dixie Heights and Newport and Connor Holy Cross, two really intriguing matchups. Um, obviously, you know a lot about Connor. 
Um, and we talked mm-hmm. a little bit about Holy Cross earlier, but Dixie Heights Newport, it's a, a, a again, a game that we talked about in the sense of Dixie probably is the, is the fav- favorite to win. And I say probably, but I think they are. But um, Newport's got such a young team and they, they, they play well, like they're playing pretty well toward the end of this or end of the season. I know their record doesn't um, exactly show that, but I mean, a, a big win over NCC to go to the district championship. Um you know, they, they have these good wins and then they also have these games where it's like, eh, you know, like they, you know, beat Dayton by eight, um, a team that <laughs> yeah. they probably should win by more. Um, you know, they again, just a couple of games where um, you would expect them to do better. Dixie and Newport did play in the regular season. Dixie Heights winning 65 to 37. Again, that was at Dixie Heights. Um, you know, just it's kind of, I think new again, Newport is probably coming in uh, playing an uphill battle against a team like Dixie Heights with, you know, led by Billy Wogenstall, one of the, one of the best big men in the region, but um, just kind of looking at that game, what do you see in that matchup? Yeah. You know, we, we got a chance to play Dixie twice this year. So I know a lot about them too. Uh, It all starts with Kieran and uh, Geraci. I mean, he, he's, he's the scorer for them. He, He's been great for the past two, three years, as a lot of them have. You know, it's kind of it's funny. It's like opposite. Newport's so young and Dixie, they got so many seniors that have been playing in the program for years. So it's a really different game. Um, I do have Dixie coming out in this one and beating Newport. Um, as far as Newport goes, I mean, Marquez Miller at 29 in that uh, game you talked about over NCC. I mean, it, he, he leads them, but. Kenny, the eighth grade guard, and then they got Turner, the uh, eighth grade forward. I mean, Newport's going to be good for years and years to come. I think they put up a great fight against Dixie, but I I think there's just too much experience over there. And like you said, Billy's done a great job down low for them. So I I got Dixie winning that one. And uh, just to kind of round this out, again, ninth region basketball talk. um, Again, that that second game, Connor Holy Cross, um, I guess it's time to ask predictions. What do you what do you see uh, for the rest of the region? You said you, you could see Cupcath winning. You're you're leaning toward Highlands, but um, just what do you see? Who do you see winning that bottom half of the bracket? Who do you, or I guess what do you see in that semifinal matchup? And then who do you see going to the finals? And um, who do you see winning the final? Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, at the start, you know, I think Highlands get, gives Cupcath a great run. Uh, like you said, I think Highlands and Cooper are really the, the two teams that give them a tough test in the ninth region. And uh, I do think Cupcath comes out of that one and advances to the championship game. I'm sure it'll be a great one. In a sense, that's a title game in itself. But as far as Dixie goes um, and Connor, I got Connor beating Holy Cross. I do think um, Jacob's incredible season comes to an end that night. Um, I, I'm sure he'll go out with a valiant effort. But like I said, I think the guards, uh, Landon Hamilton and Aiden Lohr, they're not missing right now. And they're going to be really tough to beat. Kastrusi's coming on strong for them. And then Daniel Campbell's been, been really solid all year long. And a lot of those guys are juniors except for Alex. So next year they'll be great as well. I think they beat Holy Cross and um, Dixie moves on over Lloyd. And uh, you're going to put me on the spot here, but let's do it. I got, um, I'll take the Connor Cougars from the 33rd district going to the title game and falling to Cove Calf for the uh, ninth region championship. Definitely see that happening. And what, what's the beauty of the ninth region is that I could see Dixie coming out and uh, winning that bottom half. I could see Connor. I could see Holy Cross. I think Newport's kind of maybe a couple years away from contending for a ninth region championship. 
Um, but I, I agree. I think Covington Catholic uh, comes out on top. Nico, Mr. Jags Hoops Report. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, do you want to take some time, shout out your page, shout out your personal page and where people can find you? Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate you for having me on. Um, I'm doing a Jags Hoops Report for Cooper this year, but if you want to check me out uh, on my personal account where you know I uh, cover games all over the state, it's Nico Heister 2, N-I-K-O-H-E-I-S-T-E-R with the number two. And uh, yeah, make sure you guys tune in. Check out Cooper. They play tonight. Um, Going to get a big win over Holy Cross. And then next week, make sure you guys come on Saturday against Covcath. It's going to be a good one. Should be a good one. And again, Nico, thank you so much for joining us.